You want the truth? Face the facts. This is VoiceAmerica.com. Depend on it. Hello, everyone. We're broadcasting live from the Infinity Festival in Hollywood, and I'm Erin Riley, professor of the University of Texas at Austin and a strategic consultant of the Infinity Festival. We're bringing Silicon Valley innovators together with Hollywood storytelling professionals, and I am sitting down with experts in the field of immersive to give advice to the next generation. Uh, so my uh, guest here today is Vicki Dobbs-Beck. From ILM X Labs, mm-hmm. uh, welcome. So, Vicky, tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do in this field. Sure. Well, I run ILM X Lab, but I've had a long, long history with Lucasfilm. I've actually been at Lucasfilm for 27 years over a 31-year span, wow. um, and I've done many, many things. And I've seen the company evolve over that time. Um, so. I have to say, though, in, in all those 27 years, this time right now is one of, my, one of two favorite moments in my career, and it's because I think we're really at a pivot point. I think immersive is enabling us to tell new kinds of stories and put people at the center of those experiences in ways that they've never been able to do before, so it's an, you know... What an opportunity. Yes, I completely agree. I've been a Star Wars fan since 1977 when I stood in line (laughs) for that first movie. Um, So it's exciting to see how over multiple generations, Lucasfilm has really kind of understood audience and understood fans at the heart of storytelling. Um, So in your own words, since you do believe that this is like a pivotal moment, how do you define immersive? Well, that is, that is interesting, and I, I think I'll answer that by saying when we first founded ILMX Lab in 2015, our goal was for people to step inside our stories in a way that was never before possible. And that's actually evolved further, and now what we're trying to do is transition from storytelling, which is essentially a one-way communication, to story living. So what story living means to us is we put you in a world that your actions matter, and that you have um, meaningful connections with characters. In the future, you know, hopefully there will be a persistence to that. There will be shared experiences. But all of that, I think, is, um, is a new opportunity that's never before been possible. And, you know, m- immersive, I think, is not specific to VR or AR because I've seen amazingly mer- immersive experiences that use projection mapping and so forth. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, I think what is really at the core of immersive is, this, again, this idea of putting you in a world mm-hmm. and giving you the opportunity to engage with that world. Totally agree with you. Um, so I'm running uh, Texas Immersive at UT Austin and really trying to point out the importance of multiple disciplines coming together. And you've been in this field for a very long time. Uh, what are the types of disciplines that come together? You know, where do they come from? What are they learning? Where do they begin? One of the interesting things right now, because immersive is relatively new, I mean, your students have a huge advantage, right? Because there is an immersive industry, and they can approach it from a more multidisciplinary um, basis right now. Right. But before, so when we were creating, you know, establishing ILMX Lab, we were actually bringing people from many different um, backgrounds. So, 
we brought people from film and visual effects, from sound design, uh, and from the games industry and the interactive design industry, and to some extent um, the attractions industry because there's right. an element of that. So all of these people come together um, to create these experiences. It is really, um, it is really a very collaborative, very team oriented, um, pro- highly iterative, actually, process. Right. So um, I think having an understanding of what is special about each of those different disciplines um, is quite important. So in our world, because again, immersive is new, people are learning from one another. So people that are coming from film, they tend to value the visual fidelity, the linear storytelling um, the the sound design because sounds obviously an incredible um, incredibly important part of immersive experiences people coming from the game space or the attraction space is all about the experience what are you doing mm-hmm. is it fun um, do your interactions matter mm-hmm. so again we're learning from one another and you know we did grow out of ILM so right. uh, ILM obviously has done, you know, 40 years of visual effects for a very high quality visual effects for, for feature films. And one of the interesting things that some people don't realize and I, I share when I'm talking to audiences is that when you watch ILM visual effects, it often takes, you know, 10 minutes, hours, sometimes overnight to render a single frame of film. Yeah. When we're working in interactive, um, you know, immersive space, we have 11 milliseconds. We're rendering in real time at 90 frames per second. We have 11 milliseconds per frame. Wow. So to kind of bridge that gap, you know, between, um, because we aspire to make it as cinematic as possible. Right. And that's part of who we are. Then you feel like you're in the world. Yeah. And that's part of who we are. But that means that you... This is getting back to why you have to be able to learn from one another. So while people coming from film understand what it takes to create these highly cinematic, beautiful, um, uh, you know, images, effects, etc., the the folks that are coming from the game um, games industry understand how to make good choices so that we can still deliver as close to cinematic quality as we can. But you have to do it in a way that that it enables you to render at this very high frame rate. Right. And um, you come with an MBA background. Uh, And I actually teach advertising and PR and business students as well who really want to get into this field. How do they enter and participate in this team-oriented work? Yes. So that is an interesting question. I mean, my path has been a a, A zig and a zag. A (laughs) zig and a zag, for sure. Um, I think what my specific role is is to be a catalyst for innovation, for creativity. Um, and what that means is everything from how to build um, strong collaborative teams, developing business models where they don't currently exist, um, really understanding how to, you know, in our case, in some ways, we're like a startup inside of a large company. Right. And so um, what does that mean? How do we, how do we, how do we position ourselves to be successful in that kind of um, in that kind of a of a setting? Um, so it is 
Uh, that said, I do believe with immersive, I think, you know, really, I think it's getting to a pivot point. I think there's, I mean, I think this this festival, actually, I can't even believe the difference between what I'm seeing today from what I saw a Last year, year ago. Me too. So <laughs> amazing. It's, it's amazing. And yeah. so it, it, what it says to me, it reaffirms that, yes, it's not just me believing that this is something that is important, um, important and growing, mm-hmm. um, that, that that is actually genuinely true. So tell me, um, I want to to kind of drill down a little bit on those business models because you guys partnered with The Void. Mm -hmm. And The Void was really one of the first for location-based experiences. How did... How does that unfold? Because students are always asking me, how do these partnerships evolve? Yeah, well, or come to be. <laughs> that's that's a lot of what my job is, mm-hmm. um, which I didn't mention before, but it is a lot, uh, you know, establishing these partnerships, understanding what the opportunities are and figuring out how to make it mutually beneficial. Mm-hmm. So interestingly, when we first started out, um, location-based wasn't top of mind. It hadn't really emerged yet. And we had, um, our focus actually was on, uh, you know, VR experiences in the home. Right. was going to be the initial one. And, and so we s- embarked upon some early development of what became Vader Immortal, so an episodic VR story series. Um, but along the way, we um, became aware of the void. They were, of course, aware of us. And we could see an opportunity for some real synergy, right? This was a way that we could um, bring people into the immersive world with a fairly low barrier to entry, right? They didn't have to own the headset. They didn't have to own an expensive equipment. They could do this with others. And um, and also at the same time, the other thing that ha- helped with all of that is is that Disney, um, the Void was a part of Disney's accelerator program, so they were already you know kind of in the Disney family. Right. And then we had, of course, this digital production capability um, with a mission to help people step inside our stories. Plus, we had the IP. So um, it was it was really serendipitous and uh, you know an amazingly um, fruitful partnership. But the reason that we sort of, we didn't pivot, we actually sort of paused. Mm. Um, we, were con- we continued our development of Vader Immortal, um, right. but at a, at a slower rate, and kind of focused a lot of those resources on creating Star Wars Secrets of the Empire. Um, Which I love. Thank you. <laughs> well, what's, what's great about it is everybody understood the business model, right? You right. P- you pay for a ticket, you get to go through an experience. And if you have a great time, you come back with, you know, other friends and you do it again. <laughs> yeah. So that you just stay and do another one. Or you one. stay and do another <laughs> one. I, I have heard that too. So that's awesome. Um, but that, that having a business model that people already understood yeah. was a huge leg up. Um, and so with Star Wars Secrets of the Empire, we, it made us, a few things crystallized as a result of that. First was this idea that we should be focusing both in location-based um, immersive adventures, which gave us the opportunity to deliver scope and scale and invoke all the senses, right? Because you control right. 100% of the environment. We wanted to continue developing um, VR episodics because we wanted to engage with deeper storytelling, something that you could do when the experience is much longer, when it's in the home. So we had two pillars then Mm -hmm. once we um, went down that path. And then from a a creative perspective, from a storytelling perspective, we wanted to see how can we um, meaningfully connect those experiences so that if conceived holistically, 
and you know the whole is truly greater than the sum of the That's parts. Right. So each experience would be fulfilling on its own. But again, if taken together, you really get this um, much, much bigger experience. So Star Wars Secrets of the Empire is essentially a prequel to Vader Mortal. Right. That comes out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you're talking about today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, y- well, yes. Vader Immortal Episode 3 is coming out on November yeah. 21st. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's exciting. So you're like literally the masters of world building. <laughs> Everything you're talking about is what we try teaching the students in class about transmedia storytelling and world building. Um, and I, I love that you're saying each one stands alone, but at the same time, you get a deeper fan experience if you actually go and participate in all of the different episodic as well as the void experience. Yep. Um, are, are you tying it also to the movies that are out? Or? Um, you know, we actually have not. Um, in the case of um, both Secrets of the Empire and, and Vader Immortal, which, uh, you know, again, one is just preceding the other, right. we intentionally chose um, a, t- a part of the timeline that is between Episode 3 and Rogue One, mm-hmm. which is a time when it was really... If you think about it, you know, Darth Vader had gone through this very significant transformation. You know, physically, he'd lost Padme. Right. And there was not a lot of um, storytelling that yeah. had been done in Empty. that area. Right. You know, at that, in that juncture in the, um, in the timeline. So we thought it was actually a rich opportunity to um, give you a, a different way into Darth Vader's world. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it is a part of the canon now. Um, so that's exciting on its own that it's not just about um, film and television, but that you can actually, you know, use immersive storytelling as a way to extend um, the the canon. Um, and I think, in some ways, so so it obviously is inspired by the movies, right. but it's not it's not uh, you know directly tied directly to the movies. A thread exactly throughout. It's interesting because uh, we we talk about where are the threads, and I think fans are always trying to find in canon where the connections are. Yeah. I'm trying constant fanfics and uh, diving into those different communities to, to see those stories. Um, so I, I want to go back a little bit to audience mm-hmm. and to really think about, do you, are there key uh, characteristics or kind of a framing that y'all always refer to when making sure that story building is now story living and the audience is at the center? Well, I think... Um we had an interesting process on Vader Immortal. We started uh, actually with a more passive experience. Yeah. We were going to put you in a scene, and the scene essentially unfolded around you, and um, you were, in essence, a ghost. And as we were in development, we, we realized that we um, what we really needed to do was think about what was u- VR, in this case, uniquely capable of delivering that no other medium could, right? Right. And we came up with three things. Uh, the first was it puts you in the world of Star Wars. The second, and this was really the pivot point, is you directly engage with um, Darth Vader. Right. And then the third is you wield a lightsaber, right? So those were three things that you couldn't do any other way. And that gets back to this idea of the right um, story for the right platform. We really, somebody was asking me the other day, you know, do you sort of, essentially port across you know like do you take a location-based experience and make it a home experience and that kind and for us that's not really where we're coming from because we want it we want each experience to 
maximize the potential of that platform. And while they can be related in the way that we discussed, they're not duplicative of one another. Right, right. And so, um, God, you're giving us so much rich information. <laughs> um, I could talk to you all day. <laughs> well, I could talk all day. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, I know that my students are sitting here listening to this live, and I'd love for you to just give us some advice on what are some of the hard skills and soft skills um, I, as a professor, should be making sure we're incorporating into courses that are getting students prepared to come work in the business side and yep. the creative side of immersive. I think um, you know some of the some of the soft skills I'll start with is definitely being able to work within a team. I'm sure you you all do um, you know group projects where multiple people come together to create something um, that I would argue is is um, is better by virtue of bringing in you know different um, different ways of thinking different disciplines all of that sort of thing I also think a willingness to, especially if you're coming at it from like a leadership point of view a willingness to think outside the box to um, not assume just because something was is that it needs to be. And uh, I, I have, you know, challenged myself throughout my entire career to, like I said, be a catalyst for innovation. And by definition, you therefore have to be not only open-minded, you also have to be extremely flexible. Um, I think you have to have in intuition, right? You have to be able to see things and, and know how to adjust. Um, so those are all the soft skills. And um, then, you know, the, there's the storytelling. I think really understanding what interactive storytelling means, like yes. learning from linear, learning from full-on, you know, interactive, and yeah. finding that happy place. And then Great. it's a very technical um, th the field. The creation. So know the yeah, know the technology. Great. Exactly. Well, thank you so much, Vicki. <laughs> we're here with Vicki Dobbs back from ILMX Lab, and we're live here at the Infinity Festival. Stay tuned. Thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs>